Right, for those of you who have uh, come on to our audio bit, welcome. Um, we just think that uh, although you can have this next bit screen read for uh, visually impaired people and looked at by sighted people, we think that audio is a little bit more friendly. And so I'm going to read now our newsletter, uh, the spring newsletter that is for the year 2008. And it begins this way. Who do you think was the busiest person who ever lived on earth? And maybe this quote will give us the answer. And there are many other things that Jesus did, which, if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Well, that's uh, John's Gospel, John being the editor, and that's his comment about the life of Jesus, which he's just written about. A person who loves books is likely to be a person of above average interest. Reading can be a support and a passport even into the world of blessing and inspiration. God himself has mediated to us the written word in 66 books. He loves books. Notice in Psalm 139, in your book, they are all written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. And what does Malachi say in verse 16 of his chapter 3? Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. And there are references in Philippians 4 verse 3 and Revelation 22 19 to the book of life. We are persuaded that, generally speaking, our Christian brothers and sisters undervalue books. Since proofreading for the Torch Trust for the Blind, I'm reading many more contemporary Christian books that minister to my soul. You'll not get that on TV. Reading is a discipline. Watching TV doesn't appear to be. But there could be a great ministry to others if only we would see the opportunity. Christians ought to invest in books that explain the gospel, buying them from Christian bookshops into which non-believers are not likely to go. Buying books to place in public libraries, prisons, hospitals, places where people have time to read. And what about testimony booklets to place in doctor's surgeries, dentist waiting rooms, airport lounges, etc. Books can be missionaries into a vast mission field, if only we will send them. We're in the process of reviewing the motive, content and length of our future newsletters. Motive. You'll notice that we don't call them prayer letters. We don't believe in bringing pressure to bear. We simply report news and so it may be that in itself will inspire you to pray for us. We regard writing to you as our privilege and when you pray and support us that constitutes privilege upon privilege and grace upon grace. Content. We recognise that it's so easy to become predictable in what we write and thus we make it difficult 
for ourselves to avoid cliches. So, in future, we're not going to try to describe meetings as such, but concentrate more on people we meet. We hope you enjoy the comments made at the beginning of our newsletters and we hope to continue with those. As in this letter, we will include things that people say to us and write to us. We want all this to be informative and interesting. Length. Newsletters in future will be shorter. We appreciate that most of you are busy folk, having many claims on your time. It is possible that you will put aside a long letter and more easily read a briefer one. So we will keep a count of word count. Now let's talk about our website. Our good friend Gareth Jordan was the man who first put us on the World Wide Web. But now Gareth's job has changed and he's no longer able to do this valuable work for us. But we want to put on record our sincere thanks to him for all his endeavours. Our webmaster now is the very person who brought me into the IT world, Mr John Barker. With John's technical know-how and wonderful ideas, the website is going to be completely revolutionised, including much more audio, which we believe uh, makes for interest and friendliness. We gratefully welcome John as our webmaster. As you know, we've had to keep up with today's technology, which means that we have virtually finished making commercial cassettes and have moved on to CDs and DVDs. Coming on stream shortly will be, in DVD and CD format, the Peter Jackson story, which is, of course, my testimony given in front of a live audience. This is both timely and apposite, because I had decided earlier last year that I wouldn't give my musical testimony anymore. I was afraid of getting stale after 40 years and equally fearful of exaggerating for greater effect. Also to come is a DVD and CD of the life ministry and return of the Lord Jesus in music with Margaret reading from the scriptures. That will be entitled The Stranger of Galilee. And finally, a piano CD of songs portraying the personal ministries of Jesus to his loved ones called It's All About Jesus. As soon as any of these come on stream, we will make an announcement on the website with samples. Inspiration from the internet went out of print last December and persistent demands for more copies caused us to look into the possibility of having a reprint. Once again, it will be featured on the website and announced in our next newsletter, God willing. And now, what people tell us. Heidi's dream. After the evening service, Heidi told us about her dream, which led to her conversion. I dreamt that I couldn't see, and yet I knew that the Lord was standing by me. I woke and heard myself say, I don't have to see you to know you are there. This is a letter from Pat Goodman, one of our partners in ministry. When my sister died a few years ago, 
your music was balm to my hurting soul. So one day last week, I remembered and put on your Sankey 2 tape. I must have left it halfway through because you played God Be With You till we meet again. I felt it was like a message from the other side. I wept a little bit, but felt comforted. Here's part of a long email from Sarah in Scotland. You won't know me at all. However, I was so disappointed when I missed your concert in Ayr, Scotland, on Friday, 18th of January, for two reasons. Firstly, I really wanted to hear you play again. Secondly, to thank you for the impact you had many years ago on my life and ministry without you even knowing that God was using you in such a way. I first heard you when you were part of the Filey team way back in the mid-70s. I, along with everyone else, thought you were amazing. But it was what you said that God used even more. I didn't realise at the time just how important the statement would be until quite a number of years later. You said, and this is not verbatim, that you made a vow that if God allowed you to play the piano, then you would play for him only. Sarah's story is a long one with many a setback and disappointment, but now she's putting her musical gift to the service of her Lord and Saviour. We do hope you will have enjoyed our letter to you and in closing, we wish to thank you all for your prayers and kind support for our ministry. God bless you all in many wonderful ways. Yours in our Lord Jesus Christ, Margaret and me.